Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast, where we talk about creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through the ketogenic diet. I'm Lawrence, a certified ketogenic health coach, and I'm so grateful to have you joining me on this journey. Every week, we bring in guests who have the knowledge and experience to help you on your own journey to a better health. This week, we have a special guest who has been through the same trials and tribulations as we all have on our search for a sustainable lifestyle. Together, we hope to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this, guys. We have a very special guest on our podcast who is a true leader in the field of mental health. Our guest is the CEO of the Kelly Mental Health, a private mental health clinic based in Thunder Bay, Ontario, that specializes in treating trauma-related issues using individually tailored evidence-based treatments. Their mission is to empower individuals to become the best versions of themselves. In fact, their clinic was voted the best psychology clinic in 2022 by the community of Thunder Bay, a true testament to the high-quality care and services they provide. Our guest also runs the KMH Wellness Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing wellness and improving the quality of life in Thunder Bay. Through this foundation, they are working to eliminate barriers to compassionate and effective mental health services in their community. Her commitment to mental health advocacy and community outreach is truly inspiring. I can't wait to hear from her and learn from her insights and expertise. I'm so excited for this. I'm here with Linda Kelly. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Linda, what an honor. What an honor to have you on today. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there, but we're here today to talk about, you know, the, you know, mental health issues that are so rampant in our communities today. And as a fellow Canadian, it's always a pleasure to have someone from our own community join us here today. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much. That's a big bio that you gave me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I am just excited to have you on. And in fact, you know, you're the only, actually the second Canadian I've had the privilege to interview on the show. And so I'm really excited about this conversation. We'll get started here. So this topic is particularly special to me because that's why I love to have you on the show is I've been on the other side of therapy. What happened to me was just to briefly talk about my story here, like yourself, I left a safety of a steady job that also dominated my life for five years. And I was on a high stress environment. And then uh, one night I experienced panic attack and, you know, I stopped sleeping for three days, three straight days. And this led to a full blown manic psychosis for me and which was determined to be related to stress. Um, you know, fear took over my life at the time for a few years. It took me. A few years in therapy before I could, you know, fight a doctor, practices cognitive behavior therapy. And then later, the ketogenic diet, which eliminated all my symptoms. 
Isn't that amazing? Incredible. I don't know if you're familiar with Metabolic Mind, the Bazooki fam. They run a foundation that funds practitioners to run scientific research. And, you know, it, it's essentially a grassroots movement. But their son, Matthew, had a similar experience when he was a teenager. They, and then they stumbled upon the ketogenic diet and his symptoms went away. It's a fascinating story. And I recommend checking it out on YouTube if you're interested. Metabolic Mind by Bazuki Family Foundation. I truly believe that your practice is already changing people's lives. And the more practitioners learn about evidence-based treatments like the ones you offer, the better. That's what we hope to achieve today to create awareness, first of all, especially here in Canada. So love, love your story. So Linda, we'll get to your story here. You're a woman on a mission, and I really admire <laughs> your approach to treating mental health issues with evidence-based, individualized, I love that, individualized, tailored approach. Your clinic incorporates, you know, the ketogenic diet into your practice is not only life-changing, but it's life-saving. I'm sure our listeners would love to know more about the pivotal moments in your life that have shaped your approach. Can you share with us your personal journey of how you got into the mental health field first? Sure. Getting into the mental health field, I think I kind of was born into it, coming from a, a family, a, a large family where there was a lot of dysfunction present. And there's some points usually in our adolescence where we start to realize that you know, the way that people treat each other maybe isn't so good and, and that people sometimes are driven by trauma to be sometimes really terrible to each other and to themselves. And so, you know, I came from that knowledge and that firsthand experience of dysfunction. We just, we call ourselves just a loud family. And it was, it was mostly, if she, if she ever hears it, it's my mom and her family. But it was interesting to be in it and then to go into the mental health field where psych 101, they say, don't go home and start diagnosing everybody. But I just thought, hey, <laughs> I'm seeing my in, in these write-ups and just wondering, wondering. And, you know, I've now been in this field for 15 years and I'm learning every day. I'm constantly learning. It, I was saying yesterday, it's kind of like math in a way. If you start to notice the patterns, you can really start to understand that Oh, there's a formula for this. There, there's a dynamic present and there's a way to change this for the better. So mental health was kind of always my aim. I went into a social work education and actually, I, I mean, I live in Thunder Bay, born and raised. I couldn't get a job after getting my master's degree. I ended up basically temping and I was temping for a reception and ended up in a mental a mental health clinic and then worked my way up from, from there. I was their secretary and then I was their clinical coordinator and then I was a psychotherapist and then I was their business development director. But at that point, we really began to see things differently. And so I went out on my own and I created my own practice, hired my own employees and really tried to create a different kind of environment for people where we could understand trauma in a real human down to earth way. And it's just been, it's been incredible. It's, it's been nonstop the learning, the experiences, the getting called out on my own mistakes and, <laughs> and really connecting with people in an authentic way. How long has been the business running now? The clinic? Right. So we, I, <laughs> I left my job March 30th, 2016, mm -hmm. I incorporated Kelly Mental Health on April 15th. So mm -hmm. 
it was very rapid fire. I, I <laughs> leased an eight office, uh, eight office building uh, a couple months later, I hired people and yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten to this point now we're about, you know, we have the eight offices that are full. We started an internship program. COVID had a major impact on our client caseloads where we were previously bringing people in from out of town in the remote lion communities. Mm-hmm. They were coming to see us. COVID shut everything down. And then all around us in our local community, people needed help. And so it was just like a complete changeover. So it, yeah, it's been a, it's been a few years. I, I'm always curious, always kind of questioning how long it's been. <laughs> So, you know, you talked about that pivot into, did you start online counseling when COVID was happening? Yes. Um, I found, although my practitioners in the state or my colleagues in the States, they have said people have really embraced the change to online, but I found actually different. I found people, especially with the trauma work we do, it's, you can get plenty done in video counseling, phone counseling, not as effective and it's more difficult for the practitioner to really tap into what the person's feeling and going through face-to-face is really where people have a more authentic, genuine connection. Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Now you talked about leaving a steady job to pursue your passion. You know, it's not an easy decision, of course, but it seems like the ROI for you is truly massive. We can see that today. Your clinic, you know, talked about even receiving uh, awards for your work, which is a testament to the positive impact you're having in the community. As I understand it, you originally intended to provide counseling part-time, right? And doing what you love, you know, but instead yeah. you've built this thriving community of like-minded individuals through your clinic, your nonprofit organization. What was it that motivated you to keep growing your business and then how, you know, it's a short amount of time. You talked about that in the beginning. And and how did you build such a strong sense of community among your clients and your staff? You talked about that a little bit. Good question. I think when you leave a full-time job, you kind of light the fire where you, you don't have you don't have the option of failure. You just go. Mm. And that's where, you know, like I said, I had leased this huge office building and I only had I didn't even have all the offices outfitted. I was running around like on marketplace and 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 Kijiji getting used furniture to put stuff in this office before I even hired anybody. It was because I was now on the hook for this amount of money that was due. I had no choice in my mind. So there were some people that came on board, came to the team for a short period of time and they moved on. And that was always hard. But every time we brought someone new, they've brought something to the team and helped us grow. So Mm. it's just, it's kind of like you had to, because you don't have an option. Mm. You just, our community needs help. We, Thunder Bay is the hub of all of Northwestern Ontario. And that means 40, 50, 60,000 people that don't live in Thunder Bay come here for healthcare. And then our own city is being voted sometimes one of the most dangerous cities in Canada because of our murder rate and, and our, you know, that, that rate of violence among one another and addictions. And our community is a beautiful place. We have so much here that I just, I love, I want to raise my kids here, but we need help. Like we need to get healthy. So I just felt from, from day one of even working at the other place and I would have been a lifer there had things worked out, but I just needed, I needed this to work because our community needs it. Mm. No, I love your practice so much because you don't settle for what you know, historically you, you said in the beginning, it's like math, you're continuously learning, right? 
And、mm-hmm. that is one of the, that is one of the, you know, symptoms of somebody who, you know, are actually doing this for other people. You talked about community. And I love this quote on your website. You said, make decisions that will leave you with the least amount of regret,、mm-hmm. which is a powerful statement for people, right? Because wh- when somebody hear- hears this and sees this, and you also talked about, you know, the, and there's another quote that relates to this quote. It says, the person you are meets the person you could have become. Is one of those, you know, you're talking about regret, right? You don't want any regret. You don't want to leave anything on the table. You want to do everything that you, for you to be successful. And, you know, talking about success for people, you know, who are helpless and held back by fear. I was somebody who was held back by fear and come to a point where I realized that I'm affecting other people around me. And you talk about one person can change everyone around them. If somebody is being negative, you can pass that into another person. And if you're somebody who are always down and, and affected by, you know, just your people around you, then you will absorb that energy. And can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I love this quote here. One person can change everyone around them. What do you mean by that in your own words? Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. When a person is in pain, it's difficult for them to think beyond themselves. We become egocentric, you know, where our worldview kind of crunches in. And we, it's just like if you're sitting there with a broken leg, but you can't think about how everybody else is doing. You're, that's a biological mechanism to try to survive. And so, you know, in our, our world today, we're talking about psychological pain. A study released just this week said that something, it was something along the lines of、mm. depression and suicidality in.、Yeah. Girls and women in the US is something like 21 to 25% of them are experiencing depression and suicidality, which is insane. Like it's、yeah. just people are unwell. And so when an unwell person is faced with the challenges of just everyday functioning, we, we become more rigid. So,、mm-hmm. something comes at us, you know, someone requests something of us. Instead of us being able to be flexible and consider the information and go, okay, you know, maybe I, I、uh, Maybe it's a little bit too much for me to help you out with this right now, but、mm. maybe I can help you next week. An unwell person is going to have a strong emotional reaction. They're going to feel obligated. They're going to feel angry. They may、yeah. react in a way that damages that relationship.、Mm. So, 
that's, that's what I mean, where one person does affect everyone around them. Someone that is in a good place psychologically is going to be able to keep relationships solid and, yes. and flexible at the same time. You can do so much for the people around you and for yourself. Mm. You can even yeah. pave the way for someone that is actually struggling with depression because you know, and you're not yeah. going to go, wait, suck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Yep. You know what? I, I when I was struggling with depression, I was talking to one of my mentors and she told me that I know you're going to be okay because you're talking about it. I know you're going to heal from this because you're talking about it. What do you think about that? Is that is there any truth in that as somebody who practices, you know, mental health and in, in the mental health field? Um, does it help to talk to somebody about your problems? I'm going to give you the typical mental health gray answer because I'm going to say yes and no. If you are in the midst of chaos and your survival, your your wellness, your ability to just wake up tomorrow morning depends on your ability to compartmentalize and, and shut it down and not deal with it, then you got to do that. But when things are safe enough where you can start to unpack a little bit, what you're doing then is you're taking the power away from the feelings by putting it into words. You know, you're instead of being overwhelmed by this like dark, negative, swirling cloud of things that you feel like you can't handle, we're able to then put it into words, take its power away, and then figure out what we need to do to get through it. Mm, I love that taking taking its power away. What are the what are the practices that you teach your clients to take the power away from? You know, maybe fear, doubt, anxiety. I know fear is a big thing, the biggest thing, and mm. and self doubt. What are the practices that are, you know, actionable items for our listeners today that they can take, start taking that power away from that? Mm -hmm. I, I get teased sometimes because I always, I'm always telling people just breathe, just breathe. And it sounds so silly, I but I was, ex I was explaining to someone yesterday, it's more than just, you know, it's more than just doing yoga. What you're doing by breathing is you are doing an opposite action. So your body is reacting to stress. Like it's a physical threat. It's tensing up your stomach is all tight you're you're basically you're ready to, to run or to fight that's a physiological process that we can't escape so we get that we get that reaction when we get you know the ding of an incoming email or a text message that says hey we got to talk and that's not something that you can fight or run away from so when you breathe and you relax your abdominal muscles you are actually signaling a hormonal change to your brain to say we're safe and when we take that breath and we send that signal to the brain to say we're safe, that means that our emotional mind that has taken over, that's trying just like nothing else, just to keep us alive can mm -hmm. calm down and we can access logic and we mm -hmm. can start to see things as less than, less than catastrophic, a little less urgent, you know, a little bit where we become more centered that way. So that, that is one big thing, honestly, the power of your breath makes a big mm. difference it's the loosening of the muscles that are engaging because your body thinks it's going to get attacked can we go through one exercise for our listeners here just they can do for a quick and easy way to breathe what are the some of the practice that you do and what any particular breathing techniques that you have well i mean anxiety reduction techniques usually involve things like abdominal breathing mm -hmm. uh, so basically it's like balloon breathing just like a little kid you ever look at a kid when they're taking a big deep breath or about to go yell at you or something <laughs> their bellies get yeah. really big that's what we want to do. Most adults, I, I know most adults that struggle with their weight in particular, they're kind of crunching up their stomach all the time. 
So to manage anxiety, the number one thing is we're going to notice. So doing a body scan from the top of your head, taking a long, deep breath, actually pushing your belly out as you take that deep breath and releasing and feeling yourself just settling into the seat. And another deep breath, again, pushing your belly out as you breathe, because that's the, the lowest part of your lungs, the diaphragm, and just relaxing into the chair. And for many people, just two deep breaths makes a big difference in all of a sudden realizing, where am I? Noticing the color of the walls. So there's another grounding technique. It's a 54321, very, very well known. And again, this is to be used in the moment when we're very stressed, very anxious. So five things around you that you can see. Saying the words in your mind. I see the color of the walls. I don't notice the color of the walls when I'm stressed out. Okay, what color are these? Okay, I canvas walls. <laughs> I notice the curtains. I notice the computer screen. I notice mm-hmm. this message screen. Mm-hmm. Four things you feel. So the feeling of where you're sitting or the textures that are touching your skin, the temperature of the air, four things you feel. Three things that you hear. There's always more that we can hear that we don't notice. And the longer you sit and you breathe and you relax, the more your senses are awakened and can be more in the moment. Two things that you can smell. Sometimes there's different smells surrounding us, but they're very sensory, very powerful, especially in memory. And then sometimes it's just one thing that you taste. And if you don't taste anything, it's one word that you, that kind of brings this all together. Five, four, three, two, one grounding technique is very simple to find online. There's lots of YouTube videos and lots of even just a piece of paper written. We have it on our website. Those are things that we use in the moment when we're very anxious, very stressed, or just angry. I notice sometimes I might use them when I react to something that someone says and I, I take a breath and I go, oh, okay, well, I'm just, yeah. I'm in that mode that I'm over the top because my, my mind is just, mm-hmm. has been running on empty for too long. <laughs> I love that. I experienced it right there. It's an instant feeling that it gives you. And it's amazing how you articulated that. Thank you so much for that. KellyMentalHealth.com for the techniques. Mm-hmm. Ketogenic diet. Let's talk about that. There are so many factors that contribute okay. to balanced mental state. And your website has a fantastic quote that I love. The, I love the quotes on your website that I really, <laughs> that really captures the essence of what it takes to achieve that balance you advise people to manage your feelings you know take care of themselves number two sleep when you're tired eating the right foods uh you know observe the law of diminishing returns i love this concept there a new concept for me and then enjoy the ride i couldn't agree more especially eating the right foods on that note i want to talk about i want to bring up dr chris palmer here are you familiar with his work dr chris palmer some, you know, I, in some ways I feel a little bit behind the times because I learned about the ketogenic diet and, and all of the, you know, high profile players in 2017, 18. And so, and there's always more and it's very interesting. Yeah. 
It's a grassroots movement that they're starting here. And he's up for, for our listeners here. Here's a Harvard psychiatrist, psychiatrist and researcher who has been pioneering the use of medical ketogenic diet in treatment of psychiatric disorders. So as you know, the ketogenic diet has been used for hundreds of years to treat epilepsy in children and a hundred over a hundred years. And more recently, it's been shown to have a powerful impact on mental health. And I experienced its power firsthand as, you know, having a major depression dissipated and on the first couple of months energy metabolism is at its core of this so i want to get to how you were able to stumble upon a ketogenic diet can you tell us about when you first discovered the benefits of the ketogenic diet for mental health how did that come about i think i found it on reddit to be honest yeah december 31st 2016 so i was just that first few months into starting my clinic and I have struggled with obesity since I was a child. My family, we, there's a lot of disordered eating, a lot of diabetes in my family. Not really, not really drinkers, not really drug users tend to be people that use food as therapy. And so obviously that sort of new year's resolution was, okay, I got to drop some weight, you know, something's I need to change something. So I'd stumbled upon it and there's a really great keto forum on Reddit and they've actually expanded to the two X keto. So it's kind of women only. And then there's discord groups and it's endless now. So I basically, like I do with anything, I got obsessed with it for a while. I read everything there was to know. I followed, you know, Dr. Georgia Ede and, you know, Gary Tobbs and Nina Teicholtz and basically everybody that has something to say about it, Maria Emmerich, so much that just suddenly made sense to me. And I had incredible success. And part of it obviously was the fact that you are calorie counting in the beginning, but keto for me had created a situation where for the first time in my life, I didn't feel like I was a slave to food that I could actually cut back on what I was eating and feel satiated and not get the shakes two hours after I ate and not feel like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? I could go all day without eating and not notice because I was, my nutritional needs were met. And then I became more clear headed. I lost a lot of weight. I kept it off. I, I was just, I felt like I was an incredible version of myself and I had the capacity to learn. I had the capacity to improve my relationships and just so much changed for me. And, and I very much believed in it. So prior to this, I, you know, I had never brought up a ketogenic diet in my practice because, you know, as a psychotherapist, I have to, I have to stay in my lane, but we do talk about making sure that you get adequate nutrition. And so when I started to try to go get some, some training in disordered eating, so of course, Hey, this is my background. This is my family dealing with trauma by eating. I was really upset at what they were teaching practitioners because they were teaching practitioners that there is basically no way to lose weight long-term with any kind of restriction. They were throwing the, this idea of the ketogenic diet or proper nutrition out the window. They were, they were talking about the set point theory and things like trying to include all sorts of ultra processed foods because, Hey, if you don't include it, you're going to feel restricted and then you're going to binge. And my experience was that if I didn't take it out of my diet, then I would binge like that. It was a trigger. It was like an addiction. Yes. 
So that was, that was really, really hard to sit there while that is the information that's being put out there in the world. However, I do feel that at this point, eating disorder treatment needs to be split with more restrictive eating being a different approach as opposed to binge eating. Because binge eating is really where I'm coming from and seeing that as a, as the trauma focus. So my experience with ketogenic diet actually went on from there because I had a series of health issues and setbacks to a miscarriage. And then I had two back-to-back pregnancies. And of course we know during the first bit of pregnancy, it's kind of whatever you eat, just eat it to survive. And I went off, I, I would say that I went off the rails. I have regained some weight and it's been difficult from a mental health perspective, a psychological perspective to recommit to strict keto because I have so many demands on me because now I have two businesses, a husband, three children, and two very, very needy dogs. But in January of this year, I started back on keto and immediately I just felt that Mm. cathartic feeling of I'm in control again. I'm not a slave to my hunger. And it was really, really interesting then to go back to this thing that had worked for me and to realize, wow, this is an ancestral way of eating. This is how our bodies evolve to eat. And all the other stuff, you know, the, the letting in of the processed foods, it, it is an addiction trigger for so many people. And I commend anybody who choose this way of living because it is not an easy change. It's, it, is, it might be a simple switch here and there, but it, it's not an easy change, you know, Obviously, we are navigating times where there's just a lot of triggers around us, right? You know, if you live in a household that don't, that doesn't eat the same way as you do, you know, that can be a trigger for you. You know, you go out, going out at the restaurant, going to the grocery store or, you know, just walking outside, you see all of these establishments where it is not, you know, very much, very healthy for, for an individual. And, that is a testament for your you know commitment to your work you, know, you you talked about you know you have two businesses you have a family keto really helps with you know giving you a lot more energy a lot more you know no more you know less brain fog more focus mm-hmm. and in turn more productivity mm-hmm. i want to talk to you about what led you to exploring this approach now i know incorporating a focus of treatment of mental health issues using a ketogenic diet it's a unique approach that I'm sure has, you know, come with its own set of challenges. And how have you seen the impact of this way, you know, impacting the lives of your clients? Well, I would say that since training with Dr. Eid on the use of ketogenic diet and mental health, it's been something I have approached gingerly. I've been very careful about because it is it is a big change and you do need support around you if you're going to kind of venture into this way of eating and just depending on how strict you want to be. I and mean, one of the things that I, I do also in a little bit of my off time is oversee a Keto Thunder Bay group on Facebook, which, you know, it's, it's not the most active group right now because usually people get active at the beginning of the year and then they get too busy, but it is, it's something that I am a big advocate of in using this to help people in dealing with trauma as well, because it, again, it just creates that sense of clear headedness. And basically it's, it's different for everybody. Some people are ready to make a change in their diet and some people are not, but the work that she had shown us as a group. And now of course, we're part of this worldwide community that can use this in practice is the incredibly positive effects that it has on people that are dealing with 
severe disorders like schizophrenia, even impacts on autism and in abilities to, and, and dementia as well, ability to articulate, ability to focus your thoughts, even positive impacts on ADHD. And there are studies showing this. It's just because dietitians are generally not allowed to promote this kind of a diet because the college of dietitians has final say on what they're able to put out Mm. there. It's not something that you see promoted very often. Mm. That's right. That's Mm. right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, right? I know it's, um, it it is, there's some challenges to this. And like, like you said, it's, it's controlled by the associations and you can't really say much about it because, you know, there there might be repercussions and you know people might take take of offense in you know talking about their nutrition mm-hmm. have you have you had pushbacks from clients you know how were you able to you know you did say that you suggest clients to try you know nutrition have you ever got any pushback or what well, maybe any positive you know Mm-hmm. responses from clients any any feedback yeah so one of the ways that i approach it is to talk about a nutrient dense diet mm-hmm. and sometimes the pushback can be from people that are that eat in a like say ethical veganism where you know unfortunately as much as i have all the empathy in the world for people that that go vegan for you know for the animals and and for what they feel is health i look at that as a diet that lacks essential nutrients amino acids vitamins it will without supplementation and without your body's ability to absorb those supplements effectively they will negatively mm-hmm. impact your mental health Whereas something that is more nutrient dense, basically you're giving your body not only the fuel, but the building blocks that it needs to work the way it's supposed to. So sometimes if, if I'm not necessarily offering ketogenic, like a strict ketogenic diet, what I may point people in the direction of is letting them know that you, if you can meet your nutritional needs first everything else tends to fall into place. Just like if you can get enough sleep, you're going to function better in the day. If you can reduce the amount of stress that you're under, you're going to have more control over the things that are pushing you emotionally. So some people will come to me and they will ask about the ketogenic diet. Those people, okay, here you go. Here's the information. I'm supportive to you in the session outside of that. That's just one tool in the toolbox. We are working on trauma processing in the session and building up all of those tools that you need when, you know, you're out in your vehicle going from place to place and suddenly you get triggered by a trauma. Well, maybe for many people going on a diet like this is going to cut down on the amount of excess stress in the body, the the cortisol levels in the body. Maybe it's going to take away indigestion that tends to come up when we eat stuff that's not so good for us or or a food-like product. And it's just one more tool like it. Linda, my thing is giving people options. You know, therapy is great. I love it. People need it as I did when I was struggling. But we did talk about there's four pillars of health that I want to talk about. Now, food is 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 one of the biggest things. We also talked about on your program, sleep, stress, uh, reducing stress, and movement is very important. You know, mental health counselors may be discouraged from discussing, you know, dietary therapy, you know, as a treatment option. But this movement that, you know, you mentioned Dr. Georgia E, great 
people there, right there. You talked about other folks that are leading this, leading the way in. This is a, and again, this is a grassroots movement that they're starting, and there's a lot of you know pushback, of course, from you know this, right? And we just have to keep talking about it. And having you on the show today is a true testament that this is this could be an option for people. And because I have family members that are in therapy that I want to help, right? And of course, we want to give them more options as they continue on this journey, right? For me, life is too good to be depressed. And if we have options for people, if we can make people's lives better, through food, through reducing, you know, just talking about education, educating them about what they can do, what what are other options that they can do so that they can start thriving and not just surviving, right? And your mission is so great for people in your community. Now we talked about your community struggling. You are a beacon of light for them. And I love for you to, you know, you're you're gonna do it yourself. You know, you've been doing it for years, and I am a fan of yours. And continue to do what you're doing now for your community. I think is very commendable. You show a lot of empathy for people. It, it talks about, you know, the understanding you have for them and knowing their struggles is really important. Not just somebody who, you know, you're you're somebody who's learning every day and learning about how you can best help your uh your her patients and so i really i really love that you know you're doing this for your community just really i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy for your patients that you know i i wish i had somebody like you in my corner right that can talk to me about you know nutrition you talk to me about you know just breathing you know talk to me about you know just you know being leveling with me and what i can do to naturally feel great and feel amazing again right amazing sounds like you're buttering me up <laughs> uh, no no we, we we need this especially in canada we we need practitioners mm -hmm. like yourself that can really level with people and talk to them about their real struggles now no i'm not knocking you know anyone that's <laughs> not doing it i'm just saying i want an option for people like what you're doing for your yeah. for your people so, which is great. Mm -hmm. Anything else that we missed here, Linda, that we want to talk about? Well, I, I was going to say that another another incredible Canadian is Dr. Jason Fung, who creates the basic the fasting programs out of Toronto. And those, and like I said, when I when I went to that eating disorder treatment training, they were very anti-fasting as well. Whereas, I mean, to me, because of all the work that we've done and all the, you know, all the research that we've done, and to me, it just seems like, okay, well, what is the purpose of body fat? If it is not to be stored and then used and then stored again and then used. So it's just, it seems sometimes really ludicrous that the, the, the authorities in the world are telling people they got to not only eat three times a day, but snack two to three times a day. Like you're constantly, constantly eating. And yet we have an obesity epidemic in both Canada and the U S you know, it just, it just seems so backwards and and I struggle with that because I know I know deeply how if someone approaches you and talks to you about your diet when you're not ready mm -hmm. it can be it can be very hard to hear it mm -hmm. it can be very off-putting yeah. but then I know 
you know, as a person that has struggled with, with overeating and obesity and all that stuff, that if I went to an eating disorder treatment program and they told me by no means will restriction ever help you, you will regain it. You should still make room for all of this like junk, like non-nutritious food in your diet that that's been formulated to, to hijack your satiety signals. Mm -hmm. If I was told that I would leave. Mm. Because it takes yeah. away hope. It takes away we no nobody that is obese and overweight and has knee problems and pain issues because of it or can't sleep because of it wants to be that way. Mm-hmm. And when I discovered the ketogenic diet and the low carbon and really learned all there was to know about what actual nutrition does our bodies need, it was such an awakening. And I know that for a lot of people that come to me for trauma work. They're, they're not ready to approach that yet. And that's fine. If people, people got to do what people got to do. I'm still going to do the work that we need to do in terms of mental health approach. But I do know firsthand that using a diet like this or eliminating some of the stuff that we certainly don't need in our diet, it just supplements all of that. It supports all of that so that we can be better. We can start feeling better, sleeping better, functioning better, and have better quality relationships out of that. Thunder Bay is so lucky to have you. I wish we had somebody <laughs> like that in here in Kitchener, Ontario. We, we got a lot of work to do, but I'm so glad you know, for the people of Thunder Bay and your community that you are somebody who is giving people you know, more options. You know, if, if they're not ready, they're not ready. But for people mm-hmm. who are, they have options, right? So glad that yeah. you are providing that for them and kudos to your work. I congratulate you for just an amazing practice that you're doing right now for your community. It's a great, great stuff. I want to let people know if you're listening today, you're from Thunder Bay, Ontario, you, you got somebody in your back, in your corner here. Kelly mm-hmm. at mentalhealth.com. Where can the people find you, Kelly? Uh, so yeah, kellymentalhealth.com or on our social medias. We actually just announced a gala that we're putting on on May 5th, actually. It's in support of the KMH Wellness Foundation. So that's that nonprofit I run that operates a fund for people to get private counseling in the area paid for. So it doesn't have to be with our clinic. It could be with any trauma counselor that's registered with our program. It's just a way of bridging the gap between people either having to choose between going to the emergency room or waiting two weeks to four weeks to be able to speak to someone. If we can get you into a private clinic in the city sooner, we will pay for it. So the gala is in support of that. That fund and certainly we're always we're always encouraged by more follows on social media and our website's getting a revamp next month so that's exciting too awesome thank you so much kelly for sharing your story here today with our listeners i am glad for people again you are doing such an amazing work and continue to do what you do there's a lot of people that are needlessly struggling out there and that's why i believe that your work you know and just continue talking about it will you know eventually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll become maybe a standard care for people one day, right? So great, great to have you and good luck to your endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you. Linda, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story here. I'm sorry for the, you know, technical difficulties. I, it's no been acting up for a couple of weeks, so I didn't want that to be our way here, but you're such an amazing okay. individual and I didn't know about the struggles that you had, you know, with obesity before and that now, you know, the ketogenic diet really helped you, you know, create that freedom for you. And that's real for people, right? Food freedom is, is a real thing. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. And I congratulate you again. Really oh, great work. Thank you so much for having me.
Awesome. All right. All right. Okay, well, Talk take care. You. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes take advantage guys of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you and stay tuned for more captivating episodes and until next time guys keep embracing the power of ketones